8.31 Spectrum time then. Jamie Sun, good morning. Good morning, Alex. It's been almost three months, hasn't it, since Hong Kong has stood up to an anti-extradition bill. They started rallying on June 9th. The movement still shows no sign of easing. The cause has evolved, sometimes summed up by the words Free Hong Kong. Amid escalating tensions, Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi called it the biggest crisis Hong Kong has faced since its return to China in 1997. We heard that from him on Tuesday. Now we'll get the perspectives of Korean as well as international media. So let's start with the Korea Herald. It focuses on the ramifications of the protests on Korea's economy. Right. It said the protests against the extradition law are escalating day by day, and they added yet another uncertainty to Korea's already sluggish economy. The paper claimed the protests are no longer nonviolent. Now that Molotov cocktails, tear gas, and water cannons have been used, and police are now even firing a warning shot. More specifically, the, the paper worried prolonged protests will deal a blow to exports here. Yes, the main concern in the editorial was that Hong Kong is the fourth largest export market of Korea following China, the U.S. and Vietnam. It's that last year, Korea's exports to Hong Kong amounted to $46 billion, and more than 80% of the nearly $19 billion exports up to July flowed into China. The paper was especially concerned about Korea's semiconductor exports, which account for 70% of its total exports to Hong Kong. It explained Hong Kong is an important export hub for China as it offers zero tariffs and low corporate taxes, on top of the lower risk factors and in China in terms of laws and regulations. The Korea Herald speculated China wouldn't cut off all exports to Hong Kong, though, as that would be shooting itself in the foot. Right, because that'll pose a significant economic burden on China as well, and could also cause a massive exodus of foreign capital. So the paper guessed that's not a near-term possibility, but the Hong Kong situation creates more global trade uncertainty. It's that the need for the Korean government's crisis management has never been greater, and called for measured responses to the Hong Kong protests, which are not just our neighbor's problem. Well, Japan and South Korea have done a great job of showing... The world uh, that uh, shooting yourself in the foot is something that people continue to do in the modern era, even if, of course, there are other diplomatic or political reasons for doing so. And that would be, I guess, the argument. That's what we might expect to see from China. We'll watch that space. On a different note, the Kyungyang Shinman expressed grave concern over escalating violence from the Hong Kong police and said there's a reason they're rolling out harsher tactics. Yes, it said there is a growing fear of bloodshed as clashes between the police and protesters are growing fiercer. And remarked the Hong Kong police clearly overreacted on Sunday when six officers drew pistols on protesters and the journalists who were covering the protest. And one of them even fired a warning shot into the air when some protesters charged them with sticks. The paper argued the gunshot signals a fundamental shift in the police attitude toward protesters, which, according to some experts, is a sign of Beijing building cause for an armed intervention. For example, on Sunday, Chinese state media Xinhua News Agency drew on its late leader Deng Xiaoping's remark, if there is turmoil, the central government must intervene. The paper said the authorities are trying to get the situation under control by October 1st, the 70th National Day for China. So the protests will likely reach a critical moment in September. 
It added it's unlikely that Beijing will shortly deploy its military, but the Chinese paramilitary police massed in Shenzhen signifies that a military intervention is possible any day now. The Kyungyang Shinmen urged China to give Hong Kong the autonomy it promised. Yeah, the paper first emphasized that Beijing should not resort to armed suppression under any circumstances. It said, while it's true that some protesters have been proclaiming independence, if we actually look under the surface, we'll find that Hong Kongers are feeling a sense of crisis, that their freedom is being compromised. And the paper pointed out the Chinese government agreed to allow Hong Kong a high degree of autonomy. under the policy of one nation, two systems, but has been going back on its promise. The paper urged peaceful resolution, as it said the Hong Kongers are fully capable of staging peaceful protests on their own, and added the world is watching China. Well, either China underestimated Hong Kongers or perhaps uh, is flexing its muscles. Either way, it seems to have been a A miscalculation that it will regret. Um, Let's turn our eyes to the direct parties involved. Hong Kong's South China Morning Post strongly argued against the use of violence and called for cool heads and restraint from all sides. Yes, the paper deplored violence from both sides, namely the police use of water cannons, tear gas, rubber bullets and a warning gunshot, and the protesters use of petrol bombs and vandalization. It did explain the reasons for protesters' growing fury, that they were upset by Chief Executive Carrie Lam again ignoring their demands made at a peaceful mass demonstration on August 18th, uh, which are the complete withdrawal of the extradition bill, the withdrawal of the term riot used to describe the protest, an amnesty for arrested protesters, independent investigation into police brutality, and free elections for Hong Kong's Chief Executive and Legislative Council, But she instead held a private meeting with pro-China figures. And another thing that upset the protesters was the shutdown of the MTR stations in the protest areas, which protesters said uh, curtailed their right to assembly. But in a classic very fine people on both sides moment, the paper said whatever the circumstance, there's no justification for escalating violence of any kind, citing the claim from the police who said they were only reacting to violence instigated by protesters. Well, the South China Morning Post's editorial um, repeatedly emphasized that violence would not help reach a compromise, but also argued a political breakthrough may require more than just communication. So what does that mean? In an alarming tone, the paper wrote, quote, some radical protesters are resorting to a higher level of violence regardless of public opinion and call them dangerous. This followed the paper's argument that intensifying violence calls for condemnation, quote unquote, in the toughest terms. And then it wondered whether condemnation alone could stop the unnerving trend and restore peace and stability. The paper finally said the responsibility to resolve the situation falls on the administration, However, it added that Carrie Lam doesn't seem ready to do more than set up a platform for dialogue. But China's Global Times took on a more accusatory tone against protesters, as one might expect. Their alleged link to the West, though, was something that was brought up in an editorial titled The West Will Shed No Tears for Hong Kong. Yes, it said the confused Hong Kongers who cannot tell right from wrong as they are fed Western public opinion are actually being used by extremist forces with no regard for the rule of law. It also argued the West is using these radical protesters as cannon fodder and thrusting Hong Kong into the forefront of its game with China. 
The paper accused the Western media of fair, unfairly, unfairly downplaying the rioters' intensifying attacks against the police and asked how the police officers of New York or London would have reacted to uh, violent mobs, as it called them, arguing the warning shot was for self-defense and a demonstration of police restraint. Then the paper criticized the Western politicians for calling the riots a democratic movement and rightly stated the West is supporting the Hong Kong opposition. It also alleged the current situation is being used by Washington to, quote-unquote, seize the city back to the West, claiming the U.S. is letting Hong Kong spiral into chaos so that it can express hypocritical concern later and let Beijing take the blame. Well, it's useful to hear that perspective. Um, And thank you for bringing us our spectrum today, Jamie Sun. Thanks for having me.